0: This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so do enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We start things out here tonight. I know. I promised you uh, we would do the uh, the top story that I kept mentioning last night, the mouth swabbing thing. But we do have a guest scheduled, and we're going to get through, uh, talk to him first, and then we will get right into that. Uh, His name is Dave Racer, and uh, he is somebody who represents a website that uh, a listener listener of mine actually pointed me to, and I thought was pretty darn cool, and I wanted to share it with you guys. Uh, The the website is freemarketcure.com. So, Dave Racer, welcome to the show.
1: Well, it's a great thing to be here with you. It's, it's I'm, I'm interested in the mouth swab thing. What's that about? Oh, no, we better not go there.
0: We'll, we'll get to it. They, uh, they're they swabbing people's mouths on traffic stops down in Florida. Uh, but oh. why don't you tell me uh, what what uh, freemarketcure.com is all about, Dave?
1: Oh, you bet. Freemarketcure.com uh, is a website put together by Stuart Browning and a guy named David Gratzer. Uh David Gratzer is from the Manhattan Institute and actually was a uh, physician trained in Canada. But uh, Stuart uh, is a great guy, a uh, former entrepreneur. Well, he still is an entrepreneur uh, who just got a real uh, heart for what was happening with healthcare care reform here in America and uh, the drive toward uh, maybe moving toward a single-payer system. And so he took his own money, and he went out and he started putting together these wonderful video clips uh, about uh, Canadian health care. Um, started with the first one, Dead Meat. Uh, back a couple of years ago, a 24-minute video that uh, just stunned a lot of people about uh, a number of things, but in particular about a guy whose mother died waiting to have coronary bypass surgery in Canada uh-huh. because their system, you know, puts everybody off. Anybody sick is is in trouble. It's really good for healthy people.
2: Yes, they're a
3: liability <laughs> yes. for the system.
1: Uh, that is the truth. Yeah, when you have global budgets, that's what happens, so... Uh, so Stuart and I uh met kind of in a backdoor way. Uh my uh my co-author and I wrote a book called Your Health Matters: What You Really Need to Know About US Healthcare and um Stuart picked up a copy and he called us and he said, "Wow, this is a great book." And uh, this was 2 years ago now almost and and we became best friends and um uh Stuart I go out and do a lot of public speaking on healthcare reform all across the country and I use Stuart's uh, uh video clips in my productions.
0: Yeah, they're brilliant. Uh, Our listeners should really take some time out and go take a look at these. Freemarketcure.com. Many of them are less than 10 minutes long, and they make some very persuasive points about why healthcare is better if it's not in the government's hands. Why we need to, in this country, instead of going toward more government control of health care, we need to get away from government control of healthcare. And it really shows that using real-life examples, uh, in many cases sometimes uh, comparison, to juxtapose one person with a uh, problem in Canada and how they are treated, or rather not treated, uh, and then somebody with a similar problem in the United States, and how they're able to get in within a week's time. And in many cases it's the, the very same condition. Canadian people that are told they're going to have to wait months, if not years, for uh, for treatment in Canada, and what they do is they find this broker in Canada who basically sets them up with uh, with a hospital down in America that they can go and visit and actually get the treatment taken care of. Which, of course, they're they're more than willing to pay for, uh, but Canada re- refuses to allow its citizens to actually purchase their own health care. You can't yeah, do that's it. Actually-
2: it's
1: actually illegal. It's yeah. illegal in Canada to buy any health care service that's covered under the federal government plan. Uh, you just can't do it. So right. you have to go somewhere else if you can't get health care. Uh, the, the, the the clip that I really uh, like and I use the most often is about a guy named Lindsay McCreeth. And uh, Lindsay McCreath was uh, diagnosed, a preliminary diagnosis of having maybe a, a suspected brain tumor. And the poor guy, you know, it would have been like three and a half months before he could get in to get an MRI, and he, he went to America. I got it in two days and came back and said, here I've got my MRI, and they found a tumor the size of a golf ball. And they said, well, that's just dandy. We can get you in in another four months, You know, to, to take you know, to meet an oncologist. Well, yeah. You know, he had a uh, he had a, uh, a a two grade or, or something like that anyway, astrocytoma, and uh, he ended up having a surgery in New York uh, several weeks later, and it saved his life. You know, so if uh, he'd
0: waited four months, it could have grown and uh, and killed him.
1: Absolutely, and the, the estimate was that it would have taken him about eight months from the onset. You know, when he started having uh, problems. Right, that that eight months that was he'd actually be.
3: Yeah, that right. that and that four months was really just to meet the oncologist. God knows how long it was <laughs> after that.
1: Now, uh, you know, Stewart Stewart didn't do at freemarketcure free, uh, free dot He doesn't have anything on Great Britain, but it's uh, you know there you have a socialized system uh, that's very mature. I mean, they've been around since forty eight, mm-hmm. and and there, if you want to you want to judge if the, if you're getting quality care, here's what it means: you're diagnosed with breast cancer. Well, probably not you, but mm-hmm. you know some of your female listeners and And if you get to see an oncologist within two months, then that's considered successful
2: hmm. doesn't in, that in Great you? Britain yeah
1: cheer, cheer, yeah. oh, but it's free Dave it's free, you bet it's free, some of the highest taxes in the world uh, <laughs> uh i have a uh, I have a couple of slides that I use on uh, Canadian health care, and one of them um in a report from the Fraser Institute, which is a canadian based study group mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, About 70% of uh, Canada's health care bill is paid through the government plans. You know, say, "Well, I thought it was 100%. Well, no, because they do have a private market for things like dental and visual and, you know, other kinds of alternative care and so forth.
0: So you can still get LASIK surgery. You can still have a tooth pulled uh, in the private marketplace. Yes. But the other stuff. If
1: you you really want to get health care, go to a dentist. Go to a veterinarian. You'll get care right away. Uh, another one of my Canadian friends tells me about his mother going to veterinarians to get her painkillers because she can get in right away and, and, and pay for them. But, Jeez. but the whole thing is, here's what the Fraser Institute <laughs> found out. It's really kind of scary when you when you realize you know what a dilemma they're in in Canada. A hundred percent of provincial tax revenue by by 2050 will have to go to pay for that seventy percent of the care that they get through the government plan.
0: I'm sorry. Can How you run those numbers by that? me again? I
1: seventy percent <laughs> of the uh, Canadian healthcare bill is is paid by governments. Okay, taxes. Right. It's going to take a hundred percent of provincial tax revenue to pay for that seventy percent of care.
3: So all the all the state taxes there essentially states provinces.
1: Oh,
0: I
2: see. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So by twenty fifty. 100 percent of their revenues they're taking in right now will essentially be will only go towards paying the health care portion of if their they budget.
1: keep on if they keep on the track they're on and and right now they're they're between 45 and 47 percent of revenue goes to uh, health care well, of course, what we've seen
0: over time is they try to the way they try to reduce their numbers is by controlling your behavior. Uh, here in in uh, in the United States, as you probably heard, in Mississippi, there's a proposed bill to uh, to not serve fast food to obese people, and these are the kinds of uh, controls that you'll see come down as the governments uh, continue to increase their costs and the healthcare spending area.
1: Why isn't that the truth? Uh, we uh, you know we're based in Minnesota, we spend a lot of time studying. Uh, the plans here, they're going to do a radical overhaul, But uh and I can condense this for you because it's beautiful. They're doing a, such a terrible job of enrolling people in uh, state-subsidized plans, but they're going to try to force everybody into a plan. see. Mm. But if they do, it's going to cost the state another $700 million, and they already can't afford to have the people on the plan that are on the plan. So <laughs> what are they going to do? If you go on a government plan in Minnesota, here's what it's going to mean. Every year... You have to go for a health assessment, and you have to set goals. And okay. I don't know what they're going to do if you fail, but the government's going to tell you, Jeez. here's what you eat, you know, and so on and so forth. Oh, it's, it just boggles your mind.
3: Wow,
0: I didn't know that so was going on. So the government's
3: going to tell you how many calories you can take, um, take in, uh, how much exercise you have to get, uh, how many cigarettes you can smoke if you're a smoker, uh, everything. They're going to try to control your life.
1: Yeah, I suppose there will be, a, a you know, like a 500-foot rule. You won't be allowed to go within 500 feet of anybody who's smoking.
3: Yeah. second <laughs> secondhand smoke's dangerous stuff, you
1: know.
0: Dave Racer is with yeah. us from freemarketcure.com. He also has his own website, freemarkethealthcare.com. I want to bring you back for a little bit more of this, Dave, if you'll hang on. 800-259-9231. If you've got a question for him about the free marketplace and how it can actually help healthcare be more affordable and better than it is today, uh, he's here with us, and we'll take your calls about whatever you want as well. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, the features we give away. So enjoy those on us, including the live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version, both free for you at freetalklive.com. Movies, lingerie, and marital aids. AdamEve.com has a special offer for you. Go to AdamEve.com slash talk and get 50% off of one item. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, They'll throw in a free gift. That's 50% off if you enter through AdamEve.com slash talk, 800-259-9231. Uh, we continue here. If you've got a question for Dave Racer from FreemarketCure.com and FreemarketHealthcare.com, uh, Dave, you're back on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Awesome. So we've got you on the, the show. Time. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just saying, I'm having a good time. Cool, cool. Well, we brought you on the program
0: tonight because I uh, stumbled across your website. A listener had sent me the link. Actually, I guess it's uh, Stewart's website, but you work closely with him at FreeMarketCure.com. He wasn't able to be on the show tonight, so he sent us uh, sent us your direction. And you've got your own site, Dave. What are you doing over at FreeMarketHealthcare.com?
1: Well, our work is uh, is kind of an ongoing research and writing and publishing and speaking kind of work um we're more uh you know attuned to the written word than the video side of it uh but the interesting thing is and, and in fact Stewart sent me an email when he was talking to me about your show and he said uh, he was really excited because we just put together our first dvd uh on uh, healthcare care reform and that's going to be available here in the next few days i was over at the studio mixing today in fact in the we're kind of excited about it. Oh, cool! Uh, ours is a little more broad. We we talk about uh, kind of the the roots of the U.S. healthcare system and uh, you know some of the drivers that that people say are such horrible things. All the terrible stuff about our our system that really isn't when you put it into context.
2: Can you give yeah, me an then, example uh, of that?
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. Today, in fact, this this was a fascinating thing. Uh, there's this plenty headed liberal out of uh, <laughs> UCLA is Dr. Brown, and he says, everybody says, you know, U.S. healthcare care is the best in the world, but the fact is, you know, we spend twice as much or more than anybody else, and yet, you know, our infant mortality rates are lower, our life expectancy is lower, and they go down this whole list, they put absolutely nothing in context, and then they say, you know, we spend all this money. Well, just today... An article comes out showing that, would you believe Canada's health care spending is going up faster than that in the United States? Hmm. And just about every nation in the world is seeing increases in health care spending at least as much as they are in the United States. But that's, you know, that's the kind of stuff that, that you don't hear from uh, people like Michael Moore or... You know, Barack Obama, or, or people out there who are trying to sell nationalist healthcare programs. Of they course wanna, not. All they all they all talk,
0: they talk about, about are you know promises. Oh, we're going to take care of you people uh, from cradle to grave. I mean, they just yeah. promise people the uh, the world. And it's amazing, it's amazing that, uh, that even after all of the continued failures of government, because anything government attempts to do, it's just miserable at, uh, even after all its continued failure, people could still be suckered in by this siren song of free health care, which, of course, as you point out, is anything but free.
1: Yeah, let me throw a couple other kind of fascinating. You know, you, I, 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 I did talk radio for six years, and I know getting into statistics is really a bad thing. So I'm going to try to avoid it, but just just think about this: the average private employer can insure two and a quarter employees for the same price of one government employee. Hmm. Okay, so it costs 225 percent more for the government to insure an employee than it does for a private employer. Why and is that? We want to turn we want to turn to the government and say, you bureaucrats who have these ultra-rich plans that nobody can afford except people paid by tax dollars, right. you want to tell us what we're supposed to have? I think we've got this backward. So, <laughs> we we did an analysis here in Minnesota. Uh, just, you, you get this number, $4.87 an hour of time work to pay the health benefit of state government employees. It's a $1.79 for private employees.
0: That's a big difference.
1: That's a huge difference.
0: And it really just, it goes, it, it speaks back to uh, government waste and inefficiency. It, they, they have no incentive to conserve. They have no incentive to shop around. In fact, if anything, they have an incentive to reward their buddies in the healthcare and, you know, the health insurance industry, uh, the, whoever it is that their friends are, to reward them with the contracts. Uh, that's all right. they really care about is scratching backs.
1: So here's where, uh, you know, where, where Stuart Browning and, and uh, we ca- cross lines was. We have a section in our book, Your Health Matters, on foreign healthcare systems. And one of them was Canada. You know, we did a, a chapter on Canada. We did a ca- chapter on Germany, France, England, and Japan as well. And for various reasons. And they all had, at one time, all of them had pure single-payer systems. Only, only one of them still does.
0: Really, what
2: did they change?
1: <laughs> well, they all moved toward market reforms. Hmm. I mean, Japan started in 1928 with this, you know, this pure single payer system. In fact, they weren't going to charge anything to their seniors because you know how they respect their seniors. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they're having a hard time with the seniors now. I mean, the seniors have to pay a good portion of their own health care. Uh, huh. Their whole system actually—it's it's government dictated uh, benefits and all of this, but it's it's all sold through private health insurance companies now. All of it. And they have the world's longest life expectancy and one of the lowest infant mortality rates. And guess what? They don't cover preventive health care. They don't cover uh, prenatal care. They don't even cover maternity care.
0: (laughs) The government plan does no, gotcha.
1: So here, you know, so here we are in America, putting together these elaborate plans that are going to cover everything. You know what the plan is now, guys? Uh, is is to spend a lot of money on preventive health care to keep you from getting sick. Because if you never get sick, you know we'll never have to spend any money on you. Right. So as, doc, as Dr. Brian Day says in Canada, someday we're going to have a person show up in a hospital and die of nothing.
3: Because he's uh, because they've prevented every all the illnesses.
1: Right. They've prevented everything.
3: Well the, I mean, this
0: whole preventative it's, it's, uh, idea of course would mean as you were saying before with the, the the Minnesota plan that you said is on the table uh would mean you'd have to go in and consult with some government bureaucrat and then they will tell you how to live your life what you can and can't eat oh sorry your body type's too big you can't eat this fatty food anymore and before you know it, Dave, I mean, it, somebody might accuse me of, uh, of hyperbole on this, but before you know it, we could have the pantry police with uh, government bureaucrats coming around <laughs> to inspect your uh, your home and your refrigerator.
1: I, I almost hesitate to say this because it, it, it almost made me vomit when I first read it. But uh, we work with a lot of national health agent groups, you know, because my co-author is a 30-year insurance uh, broker. And uh, uh, so, you know. We do a lot of agent meetings and so forth, and and I and I got this thing. It was going to be the the statement of the agents' group that they give to the legislators.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and you're not going to believe in there what it was talking about changing behavior. And one of the things that they thought that they should do maybe is tax fast foods. Mm-hmm. And this was in this agents' document. And I called them up. I said, "Are you guys out of your mind?" And they said, well, why? That makes sense. How else do you get people to change their eating habits? I said, for Pete's sake, you know. I mean, that's As though a people insane. have
0: stopped smoking cigarettes because of the taxes.
1: <laughs> you know what they said then? Well, the first document had taking away guns, so we beat that down.
0: <laughs> God, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 Dave is uh, going to hang with us, I think, right? We're going to bring yeah. you back, Dave. Hang on, 800-259-9231. Todd's on the line with a question for him and your calls as well. We've got a question for Dave Racer from freemarkethealthcare.com and freemarketcure.com. He's on the line with us, and uh, you can take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. It's time to pick a candidate, a serious candidate for president, and start moving forward. That candidate is George Phillies.
4: This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message, paid for
1: by Phillies 2008.
0: This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. If you've got a question for Dave Racer, uh, now would be a good time to call in to get on the line with him. He is a, a bit of an expert on uh, free market health care, how we can get the government the hell out and uh, return the healthcare industry to a state of freedom and lack of government regulation, which, of course, means that you'll be able to get health care services for a whole lot less than you currently do today, and they'll be a whole lot better than they currently are. Uh, We're going to get back into Dave in a moment, but first need to tell you to visit us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features uh, that we have there we give away, including the updates. Get signed up for the updates at updates.freetalklive.com, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce. Uh, In fact, I just sent out an update this afternoon announcing our brand-new Shriner, uh, who's up there for you to take a gander at. Uh, Head over to updates.freetalklive.com to get signed up.
3: SACL CAI has a full orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com and do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live.
0: Dave Racer is back with us from freemarkethealthcare.com and freemarketcure.com. Dave, uh, before we go to the phone calls here, a quick question. We're talking about getting the government out of healthcare instead of going in this direction we're currently going in this country and that's toward more government involvement in healthcare. Getting the government out would be a uh, a wonderful boon to uh, not only the economy but uh, but also to the healthcare industry and in our general health. But what would you say to, uh, you know, the the common objection that we hear so often on this show, what would you say to the person that says, Dave, what about the poor? Don't you care about the poor? They're not going to get health care without government around.
1: Well, first of all, it's just not true. Uh, Now, we may have a disagreement on how to take care of them uh, here on this program, but the fact of the matter is that, In the United States of America, unlike what they think about us overseas, we don't let anybody die on the streets because they lack health care. In fact, we have over $500 billion in subsidized health care for people of low income or who refuse to pay their bills. Now, we need to address that problem. That, by the way, does not include Medicare. That's just Medicaid and other types of related programs. Wow. Uh, and so, um, you know, here we are. We're in a pickle, right? I mean, people have this sense of entitlement. They're entitled to health care all they want at no cost to them. Someone else should pay their bill. That's what we've got to break, uh, and and it's going to have to be done. I believe incrementally. I, I wish it could be done overnight, mm-hmm. but it's like weaning someone off the you know, off a of mom uh and so uh some of the plans that I've seen out there will use high deductible health insurance plans with uh health savings accounts even for people on welfare uh and helping them build a little bit of net worth under their health care plans, so they quit abusing them so much, which is what they do unfortunately, it's first dollar care, someone else pays for it, you know they go off and they can have everything they want. Why not?
0: Well, that was one of the things that I, I found interesting about Stewart's uh, movies over at uh, freemarketcure.com, these little YouTube shorts that he's put online, uh, was that he actually interviewed him. One, I don't remember which one it was, but in one of them he oh. interviewed some young people about yeah, their spending was... habits. And, uh, you know, how much money do you spend, for instance, on eating out every single month? Yeah. And their answers yes. were like, you know, three $500. Yeah. And how yeah, much like do you spend that. on health care? Like it was like, what? I don't spend anything because when I know that when something happens, I'll just get taken care of for free.
1: Yeah, remember they had the young girl on. She says she saves $1,000. This is in Stewart's movie, $1,000 a month. And you're cheering, wow, a young girl saving all that money. That's really awesome, you know. Right. And then, uh, But she doesn't have health insurance. And he says, well, have you ever been in the hospital? Well, yes. Well, a couple of times. And how did you pay those bills? Oh, I didn't. Mm, right. <laughs> well, maybe we ought to be willing to let health care providers go after people who don't pay their
2: bills.
0: I think so and I think that if that were the case then I think we, we you'd still see when it comes to helping those in need of help I think you'd see that uh, many of these uh, hospitals they already have charity wings And uh, that would expand out because more people would have more money in their pocket to which they could give to the charity wing uh, and take care of those people that really need help. So that way someone applies for help by the charity wing. It'll be up to the charity wing to investigate their case to make sure they're telling the truth. They're not just, you know, trying to scam the system, which you don't really have so much when it comes to uh, this government health care plan. You know, you fill out the paperwork correctly and you get the you get the, uh, the money.
1: Much uh, of the most exciting uh, things that happen in that area are by uh, free health care clinics and low cost clinics where people can go and get a full range of clinical services at no cost or very, very low cost. And uh, many, you know, most of our hospitals, when you think of it, uh, you have St. Jerome's and St. Stephen's and St. Mary's and all of these hospitals that that started out of uh, you know uh, christian faith and love and charity and there was a reason for that uh, there were only there were only about 300 hospitals at the turn of the last century by the way there's a huge hospital building boom in the 30s and 40s which what? explains a little bit why we've gone to hospital care we have so many of them <laughs> But I want to go to the phones here
0: if, uh, if we have a moment. I want to go to uh, Todd in Michigan. and You're on the line with Dave Racer from FreeMarketHealthcare.com.
5: Hey, Dave, how's it going? Terrific. Hi, Todd. Hi, how's it going? Um, yeah, I have a, uh, a a question for you, uh, with regarding uh, psychiatric services. Uh, but before, um, but to lead into that, um, I was watching a a John Stossel special called "Sick in America," in which he was. In- free market uh, policy analyst on health care, and she was saying, well, it's crazy that uh, health care, and, and especially insurance uh, plans, are attached to your job, considering that four out of ten Americans change jobs every year. And, uh, you know, with health care costs going through the roof, um, and, that, and and that, and that also includes you know, your psychiatric services that are part of that one-size-fits-all plan that you find in your uh, PPO um, health care coverage or even your HMO. Well, um, you know, under Hillary Clinton's uh, socialized medicine plan, which she touted as niche, um, as universal health care, wouldn't those costs go through the roof uh, if, uh, if, her, if she gets um, her way?
1: You just gave me about uh another two hours worth of show here <laughs> uh first of all hillary's plan uh requires eighty percent employer uh support to make it work uh that's mandated in the bill from nineteen ninety four We analyzed that bill in our book Your Health Matters by the way uh to answer your other question, it was Grace Marie Turner who uh John Stossel had on grace marie's a a friend of ours, and we have a disagreement about employer based health insurance and uh, it may kind of surprise you, but, but here's our analysis. We believe in choice. We, we believe in free choice. People should be able to do what they want to do. Uh, they shouldn't be forced into a mold. And the same is true about an employer who owns a business. That's his business. He shouldn't have the government coming in and saying you can only have individual health plans. If he wants to have a group plan, that's his business. If you Absolutely. don't want to work there, go work somebody else. You know, for somebody else. But the key thing here is, and this is this is where Grace and I have had discussions, if we go to individual-only health plans, the uninsured rate is going up because employers pay for the health insurance for about 82% of people who have health insurance in the private mm-hmm. industry. And I don't think that we're ready to do that. It, it may happen over time. Uh, we actually have an article about this on our website, about uh, why group health insurance still makes sense. Uh, and I, I urge you to go and read it. Uh, uh, the, the reaction we've had to it is this. Oh, I never thought of that.
2: Very
0: good. Todd, any uh, other thoughts?
1: Um no, that's it. I,
5: I, um, I, I thank you, Dave, for uh, talking about this. This is a, a, a very important issue, and I, and I commend you guys at, uh, at your site for, for, um, for making this uh, a matter of top priority for a lot of freedom lovers.
0: Thanks, Todd, thank for you, the call Dad. tonight. And Dave, uh, was good having you on the program here on Free Talk Live this evening. Keep up the good work out there. It's good to know that there are people actually advocating for the free market in health care as opposed to this continued government intervention. There just aren't enough voices like you out there, Dave. And thank you uh, again tonight for coming on the show. Once again, Dave Racer from freemarkethealthcare.com and freemarketcure.com. Some great YouTube videos at that last website, freemarketcure.com. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live, it is your show. Bring up whatever you want toll-free. 800-259-9231, the Sakel's CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. Hey Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Like the show? Want to help support Free Talk Live? Well, become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. All you have to do is get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. You can use any major credit card, PayPal. What else do we have? A uh, money order. You can send us that too if you want to. So we've got various different options for you. The point of it is to send in a few bucks to Free Talk Live, and we take that money in and turn it around and reinvest it in the show, thereby getting more radio stations on board with the program, and thereby hopefully spreading the message of freedom and liberty far, uh, as far and as wide and as fast as possible. You'll get perks too, like access to the AMP only call in line chat room and forum, and more. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more about it. Get signed up. That's amp.freetalklive.com. President Hillary Clinton, the North American Union, unconstitutional gun and drug laws, a national ID card. What's your trigger point? If it happens, what will you do? The Free State Project knows that one size does not fit all. Participants choose what event will trigger their move to New Hampshire to join the fight for freedom. Check it out at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. As uh, we continue here with your phone calls, still to come, the mouth swabbing story. Uh, but first, we go to Chris in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Chris.
6: Hey, guys. Um, yeah, it's been a while since
1: I've uh, listened to this program. Um, uh, last time I heard, I listened to, Ian, to you, Ian, was uh, there was this uh, program that you appeared in, um, it was one where you were talking with a female radio host and uh, a whole bunch of angry uh, authoritarian types called up and started <laughs> had mouthing you.
0: Yeah, that was actually on a local station here in Keene, yeah. New Hampshire, WKBK. I'd gone in for uh, to to appear on a show called Talk Back, uh, where essentially it's usually it's a bunch of politicos talking with one another, uh, but they had me in to talk about the Free State Project and it ended up being all kinds of questions about various different issues. Uh, but I actually posted that archive I believe it's up at freetalklive.com, but it's definitely at freekeen.com, which is my other website.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's an awful lot, a lot like uh, the conversations I would have with um, people in my area, so. hmm Yeah. And your point? Well, um, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to call and say hello and say that you're doing a doing a great job, I and mean, I love the show. Well, and,
0: good. Glad to have you back on board, Chris. Thanks for the call yeah. tonight. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Uh, back padding's fine and everything, but I prefer an issue. Let's oh. continue here. On uh, the to the amp line, who's this? You're on Free Talk Live.
7: Gentlemen, this is this is Kurt from uh, Michigan.
0: Hey, Kurt. What's on your mind tonight?
7: Well, I'd like to talk about the definitions of words. Okay, sure. Uh, frequently, you talk, Ian, you uh, talk about monogamy. Yeah. And I I've gotta say, definitionally, if you follow through on the course of your life that you've laid out here on Free Talk Live, it would be impossible for you to be monogamous.
0: And in why fact, is that? Now wait. Monogamy okay. Monogamy
7: is the law here in the States.
0: I don't understand.
7: Well, bigamy is two married, married to two at once. Polygamy, married to more than two at once, uh huh. Monogamy, married to one at once,
0: and how does so that apply? if you to...
7: choose to not get married, it is impossible for you to be monogamous.
0: Oh, okay. I thought monogamy had to do with just being with one person at a time. So, it actually it's, has yeah. to do with marriage. Marriage. Oh, interesting. Was not aware so, of that. You know, words so are. Very, I, it's I, very I, important I'm to, to understand the definitions of words bit. because if you don't understand the definition of words, then uh, you look like a damn fool. And uh, congratulations on calling me out.
7: <laughs> well, you're not a damn fool.
0: Just uh, just ignorant, that's all.
7: Thank you very much, gentlemen. Have a good night.
0: Hey, thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. And I, I appreciate being corrected. Seriously, I, I like it when people call in to correct, in fact, or email, uh, in fact, because uh, it helps me learn. And we had an email come in from a listener who a- answered a question I had on the air a couple nights ago. We were talking about these bomb-sniffing dogs that the New York Police Department is going to have down in the subway uh they're going to have these roving teams of jackbooted thugs carrying weapons <laughs> and uh you know outfitted in their kevlar helmets and vests and they're going to be toting around a bomb sniffing dog as well and i was curious as to whether or not you could train a dog to sniff for bombs and also train them to sniff for drugs and i thought in my head that that was not possible and it turns out that my instincts were correct. Uh, you cannot do that. They or they certainly do not do it. Maybe you can do it, but they don't do it. Uh, and apparently, the reason for that is that if you train the dog, um, if you train the dog for both, and it lights on something as though it's, yeah, hey, something's here. You don't know if it's telling you there are drugs or if it's telling you there is a bomb. And so the the police wouldn't know to you know call the bomb squad versus just search somebody for drugs. So Makes sense. So, yeah, if the police have a dr- uh, bomb-sniffing dog, it cannot sniff for drugs, and same thing, vice versa. If it's a drug-sniffing well, dog, it can't sniff for drugs. I had said I
3: couldn't imagine why they couldn't do that, and I imagined that they could, and that
0: doesn't they just really change that. Yeah. yeah. Let's continue. On screen to the amp line, who's this on Free yeah. Talk Live?
8: This is Matt from uh, Illinois. How are hey, you Matt. doing? what's on your mind? Um, I just called to tell you that I'm looking at the definition of monogamy on uh, the uh, – I don't know which dictionary it is, but it's online from Yahoo. And uh, first definition the practice or condition of having a single sexual power partner during a period of time. Nothing to do with marriage.
2: Huh. Okay. The
8: second definition A, the practice or condition of being married to only one person at a time. And B, the practice of marrying only once in a lifetime. So there's several definitions.
0: So you're saying I was not incorrect on that.
8: Though. No, you are not incorrect. Neither was the caller. But Just confused. De- definitions on...
3: change over time. You know, words get used differently. And I suspect monogamy had, uh, you know, like the caller was saying, that at one point monogamy really did refer to marriage. But, so that um, might have been the entomology of it right through through usage it's probably become you know sexual partners because you know uh, our common use uh, the way people live they're not just having sex with one person in inside a marriage anymore
8: which is which is correct and and it's something that because I was an English major, I graduated with a degree in english uh from a public school uh from the public university the university of illinois but but they they do teach you some useful things, and one of the things that i've i've learned and i've And you can see by studying the English language is that, in fact, language and words do change over time. So if somebody tells you, no, no, that doesn't mean something. Well, if it's come into usage and people on the street are using it in that way, then it does mean that. For instance, the word ain't. You've always heard don't say ain't because ain't ain't, right? Yeah. But so many people use the word ain't that at one point in time it actually got into the dictionary. It's, It's an actual word. It's recognized. People know what you mean when you say, you know, instead of saying, I'm not doing that, you say, I ain't doing that or something like
3: (laughs) that. Yeah, that that is true. (laughs) Well, um, you know, and... I think that uh, many people just don't use ain't simply because it's it. Uh, people find it uh, grammatically vulgar, and yeah, it's not a real contraction. But I think that you can use it now and then to uh, really strike a point home. So well, I think
8: I think that particular um, word, you know, that particular example that I gave, that that word has fallen out of usage. It was it was um, used a lot when I was a kid, but it's fallen out of out of usage, and that's. You know, again, an example of how language is changing through time. I
0: don't know, man. You live in Illinois. Do you ever live down south?
8: No. <laughs> no. no. I, I have I a feeling I've there's
0: talked. a little bit more
3: usage down south. I don't think so. I, I People, really, really countryfied people might use ain't, yeah. and I certainly met some in prison. But. Nah, I, you know, you know pe- bo- most people know ain't um, not a uh, good word to use, and therefore they um, the women teach their children don't use that.
0: That is true. They do teach you that. So
8: it's, Yeah, well, that's and that's another thing, it, uh, depending on where you're from. Uh, um, there's another way that words will have different meanings. The word fag. The word fag in England means a cigarette. Cigarette, yeah. It's the same, you know, it's, they're speaking English.
0: Right, a biscuit is a cookie over there.
8: Right. Um, so... That has a lot. Of, when you're in Boston, you don't park your car; you pork it.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
8: and I know in Illinois, porking you know means something completely different.
0: Yeah, And in Boston,
8: it's not
2: a car. It is it's after a all meat market. It's a car,
8: yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, people that the, the caller was right. He needs to be careful of definitions, and he needs to look more into his maybe maybe be a little bit more lenient about um, how he's interpreting uh, words. Yeah. The word so
3: there. Think. Well, he probably felt um, like he probably felt felt that he um, understood Ian, and it's true. Ian really does care a lot about the definitions of words, and uh, you know he wanted to share a little bit. I, I don't think that uh...
0: now. What about? Here's a question for you as a uh, an English expert, Matt. What about the uh, the vast misuse American popular culture and, and uh, society? I it, it, it's affected. Uh, it has affected people even into uh, the uh, the baby boomer generation at this point. It's so widespread.
8: Yeah, um, that's that's a. Uh... In the in the '80s, I think the Valley Girls made that popularize popularized, popularized yeah. that, um, and I think it's kind of like the word um in a lot of in a lot of cases. You know, I don't know. What, I see. I feel like think. it's
0: replaced the word said. It's usually uh, usually someone will say, "Well, he was like blah blah blah," instead of saying "he said blah blah blah." Right. And, yeah. So it's actually less efficient. You're actually uh, people are saying two words now, "was like" instead of one word, "said."
8: Well, you know it's. Okay. Yeah. As long as you understand what the person yeah. means, I don't see the big deal. It another bugs another me. word like that that's
9: popularized is the F- Hang
0: on, we'll let you bring that up here in a moment. Hour two's coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Mark has managed to secure for us a big advertiser for Valentine's Day. It's the Vermont Teddy Bear Company. We'd like to keep them on board for next year, but in order to do that, we need to sell some bears. Good thing they start at just $49 at VermontTeddyBear.com. Show her you know her with a personalized teddy bear from VermontTeddyBear.com. Don't forget to tell them you heard about it on Free Talk Live. Live. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves toll free 800 80-259-9231. That's the cycle CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at Freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so do enjoy those on us. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. Still to come, the police swabbing story. I swear to you, we will get to it. Uh, but we have to continue with your phone calls because that's the primary purpose of the show: is to take your calls about anything. We go back to the amp line. It's Matt in Illinois. Matt, you uh, were you? What did you say? You were an English major.
8: Yeah, I graduated with a, a degree uh, with a bachelor of arts in we're, um, rhetoric.
0: We're talking about language. We're talking about definitions, and uh, you were going to give us an example of a word that has changed usage over time go ahead with that
8: well the word would be the, the the big word that you can't say on the radio the one that'll make your tongue fall out
0: the the f-bomb or the, the
8: c-word right oh, okay I mean, that, that word in in today's society means just about anything you want it to mean it yeah. sure does um you know you you say f and this or or f and that and and people in everyday language use it like it was nothing to me i don't like the way it sounds um but you know Okay, that around. one's not going away. That's you for know, sure. I can,
3: right. I, you know, even if uh, a person, like for instance, now and then I'll use the f bomb. I I try to avoid it simply because my line of work. But, you know, if I meet someone new and they they use they use it or overuse it or or it's uh, some a colleague I work with and I'm not used to them hearing it, it just it 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 grates my my ears. I don't, I just don't like it. My wife uses it. I don't want to hear it.
8: yeah. <laughs> That's that's another thing. I really don't like hearing it coming out of out of a woman's mouth. And it, it I to me, I don't know. It's I think there's some guys that really
0: do like that, I'd like to say.
8: Right. To me it makes it makes everybody sound angry. Yeah. Mm. And um you know, I I know that's gonna depend on how it's used and everything else,
2: but sure. it
8: seems like whenever it's used it's because somebody is angry. Do you and think, and I, mean... I know people who use it. All the time, and it just gets nerve wracking.
3: It seems like uh, Gen Xers have uh, really decided that that's uh, that's a great word to to use, and they'll use it as filler and that kind of thing. And I I wonder, you know, what's what's happened? Uh, you know, why has why has that uh, word why has our terminology become so vulgar?
0: Why has language declined in general?
8: I think uh, this is this is actually a libertarian point or point. I think that it's used so much because it is so. Uh, uh, um, not vulgar. Um, Rebellion. You're not supposed to use it. Yeah, it's, and, it's and, forbidden. And, forbidden. Thank yeah. you. And when things are forbidden, when you prohibit something, that's what happens. It gets used more, and instead of less. Uh, yeah, I think that's the same with language as it is with uh, marijuana. I bet you, if, like like marijuana was legal. I think that people would use it less.
0: I think you're probably right. At least if, the statistics we've seen bear that out. Uh, from the com- the countries that have semi legalized or re legalized marijuana, we've we've definitely seen a drop in usage over I, time.
3: I don't see it going away as uh, as verboten anytime soon because um, the F bomb, you mean? The F bomb, just simply because uh, the people that that forbid it, and my mother does not want to hear me say it. I can assure you, <laughs> uh, are parents, and so what you'll have is situations where. Dads will um sometimes use use the language in front of uh sons or children or or something like that. But they're but those children aren't allowed to say it because they know that somebody's gonna tan their hide later right. if they do. And so it's sort of uh, it's an indicator of adulthood.
8: Right, which was a great uh, a great scene in the uh the Christmas story movie.
3: I, I didn't see it. Is this the one where you can put your eye out, kid?
8: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he says the F word, and uh, he has his mouth washed out with
2: soap. <laughs> but the
8: father says it throughout the whole movie. But <laughs> the, the father goes uh, razzle 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 razzle. That's to hear the father saying, but you know what he's saying, right?
0: And you know, Matt, to go back to uh, something I touched on last hour with you uh, was the uh, the idea that uh, the the term like. Has been so misused in in recent years in in uh, in this culture, and it really it bugs me. And you're saying it shouldn't. You're saying that uh, you know this is what happens to words. You're saying that uh, the the usage changes. If you understand what the person is saying, then that should be okay. But that's sort of the same uh, – that's kind of the same justification that many of the people use when they are – they just aren't paying attention to their punctuation and their spelling uh, and their grammar uh, when it comes to emails. Uh, many people can be very, very sloppy when it comes to writing an email, and they pawn it off as, well, you understood what I was saying. Well, yeah, I did understand you, but you sounded like a nimrod when you were when you were writing it. So, I mean –
8: Right, that's that's all subjective. I mean, you know, if it if it bothers you, it bothers you, and you should point it out to people. I think that's, and that's I think, the correct thing to do.
3: I think grammar and uh, uh, you know, diction snobs are uh, to some extent they're what drive the um, the language and its evolution. Um, sure, a lot of people uh, you know are using these the this sort of text spelling and that kind of thing, but. As long as humans are going to be humans, um, they're going to look for ways to judge other humans. Uh, you know, I I've, I heard a my one of my ex fiance my ex fiance she said uh, that she judges a, a a boy by her by his shoes, and this is a ludicrous way to judge a human being. So <laughs> is how well they uh, you know spell in a given email, but. That's what people are going to do. Bosses are going to look at uh, potential employees. Um, you know, people are going to decide who they're dealing with based on how your grammar looks. So you might as well use good grammar all the time because cheating is only going to want, have you want to cheat other times.
8: Well, and, and I, you know, I think that that too boils down to your um, uh, the public school system and, and what we're teaching our kids. Um, you know, we we should teach people how to use correct, proper English. There's a time and a place to use correct and proper English, and then there's a time and a place to, you know, just be one of the guys. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you've got to learn, as part of growing older and part of maturing, is learning when to use what types of language.
3: There's never a time or place to affect an ethnic accent um, while speaking to ethnic people. You're not going to be one of the homies that way. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> thanks for the tip. All right. Well, I wasn't going to try it. <laughs> Matt, thanks for the call tonight. It was uh, very interesting, and I
0: appreciate you making it tonight. 800-259-9231. <sighs> Just, uh, I think he's right. Uh, the government schools have dropped the ball. Uh, I mean, we know they've dropped the ball in so many different ways, but certainly uh, the English language is has uh, got to be one of them. I mean, it would seem to me that an English teacher that cared about the language that heard these kids just absolutely butchering it in, I'm not in ready class. To, I am not would ready say to say
3: something to them. I am sure they do just about every opportunity they get. I am not ready to blame the public school system for what you what we currently see in the language because I am sure that things like contractions can't for cannot and things like that came around from the same sort of you know sloppiness, um, the the desire to to get by yeah. um, that that you know the texting. Uh, but but know, at least with has, but has, at least
0: with contractions the uh the, the language becomes more efficient. Instead of saying can not, you say can't. It's shorter, so you're communicating um, more effectively. If you can communicate the same idea in less words, then you're communicating more effectively. But
3: if you're adding words in order to get that same communication across, then it's less it's I, less I, uh, efficient. Know, I, I didn't take you to task on this one, but uh, since you're going to be um you know like this about it. When you know, using your example of, well, he was all like la la la, and I was then I was like all like da da da. Yeah, that that sort of uh, speaking. Yeah, it's... <laughs> well, what that person's trying to portray isn't he said this and then I said this. They're trying to portray the whole feeling of the event. Yeah, they're trying to. to I understand. They're that. trying to explain to you, uh, you know, and and often they'll be expressive while they do it. They're not just saying he said. They're Emoting, the, they're trying to portray to you the the whole event, and so you know it, it, it's a it's a different idea, and so that therefore can, uh, different that words are not a problem.
0: Yeah, I, I guess I, know you I don't understand. like it. I don't like it either. Okay, I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one, and I understand where you're coming from, but you could still say. He said, and then you could emote if you wanted to.
3: But I know why I don't like it. It's because I'm an old curmudgeon, <laughs> Okay, I don't, I don't particularly like young people, and but, I but certainly minute, don't Mark, like the to, things that make them young. But there are people that are older than you
0: that have uh,
3: affected the
0: incorrect use of like.
3: There are people running around with big '80s hair too, Ian. It has nothing to do with anything. Um, there's, you know, it's a young way of speaking. He was all like, and then I was all like, and then like, 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 like it's a younger way of speaking and there's 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 some gal cutting hair in Keene, new hampshire right now in leather hot pants you can believe it so <laughs> it you know different people regardless of their age affect different uh sort of generational habits no big deal
0: well i just wonder i mean i guess it's all right if you're going to be uh a hair cutter for a living to butcher the language in that way but could you
3: imagine someone getting on the air on a on a radio show and talking like that? Well, I, I totally get. I'm I'm saying that that uh, grammar snobs do affect the language too. And I okay. think you should have great diction. And I think you should care about the definitions of words because you're affecting the language.
0: One 9231 I don't know if I'm a grammar snob. I'm no. I'm not educated in this stuff. More on the way. It's free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. It's 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away, so enjoy those, including the Wiki, with over 1,500 pages created by listeners like you. You can get interactive there, wiki.freetalklive.com. It's free, of course, wiki.freetalklive.com.
3: Your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does this bother you? Well, it bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com.
0: 800-259-9231.
3: And since we're on the grammar police stuff, it's not for the sleep you've been dreaming of. It's the, the sleep of which you've been dreaming I didn't write the copy. <laughs> no, no. Well, that, the, this this is I'm showing you how the language changes. Gotcha. Um, cause right, that because it doesn't sound of strange.
0: A, uh, of you can't
3: end a sentence in of. Right. right. Prepositional. Uh, right. You can't end it. That way. And, you know, you see how the, the language changes and how much better it sounds, um, the sleep you've been dreaming of, as opposed to the I'm not sleep of all which sh- you've been dreaming.
0: I'm not <laughs> saying that all language changes are bad. Not at all. I think there are some very positive things. As I said before, contractions are more efficient. I think efficiency when it comes to speaking is good. You get your ideas across in less words. You're more efficient. That's better. It's more concise. Uh, it's better communication. And you know, short. Keep it simple, stupid.
3: Right? Yeah. Short. Well, you know, good. <laughs> mm-hmm. That sort of nomenclature in your use is good. Now, um, when, but when you're talking about this, it's like evolution. So there's supposedly, uh, you know, hundreds of evolutionary dead ends for yeah. everyone that works. Assuming you believe in evolution. So, in language, there's a hundred evolutionary dead ends for everyone that works. That makes sense. I mean, at one point... Uh, so, the
0: the misuse of like or yo is perhaps a... People
3: uh, in America actually talk like James Cagney. Yeah, copper. You come and get me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's a there's an evolutionary dead end, and <laughs> I don't know why they did that. They actually sounded like Bugs Bunny and radio pukers who talk like. I, you can do the voice, but far better than I can. Radio puking eight hundred five seven three eight one three five. Right, that you know, there, there's all kinds of things out there, and and you know, he was all like, and then she was all like, and. I was whatever. That that is another. Believe me, that's another language sort of. So you're dead saying end. that's going to die someday. It's awful, but but it's getting more. Seems to be getting more popular and more prevalent. Sure, it's popular right now. That's all. It's just a popular way so of you're thinking. Saying it's,
0: but it's been it's been getting more popular for the
3: last few decades, like couple decades. Right, but now it's it's sort of hit a peak, and if, if you're in a certain age bracket, you're likely to. To use that kind of you know that way of speaking, but when those people have children who are learning to speak English, do you think those moms are going to want their kids to be learning how to speak that way? I don't know. They may believe it's uh, no, they don't believe anything like that. I don't know what they think, Mark. They know that it's bad um, bad English. They don't want their kids saddled with bad English. They may know
0: it's bad English, but they are. It seems like they're completely unaware that they're using it. It's so. So natural to them to just pepper their sentences with the with the term like, and it's not always necessarily in the he was like uh, usage. It sometimes, as uh, Matt was saying, is used in place of um. He like did like you know they, they'll they'll just insert like in into a sentence five times. Completely unnecessarily. I understand, and, and they're completely oblivious
3: to it. I understand. So if they aren't aware that they're doing something wrong, how could it possibly be corrected? It's going to be relegated to the to the trash heap, the dustbin. Yes, I I I absolutely remember when I used to hear it in high school. There would be I, there was this one girl in particular who used like all the time, and she came from California. and mm-hmm. She essentially was a vowel, so. I, I'd say that's where it came from, and uh, you know, it's it's not going to be it, it's not going to be the cool thing. In the same way, you know, all kinds of fads uh, ramp up, they get big, and then they peter out. Can you imagine a kid twenty or thirty years from now dressing up like a goth?
0: I don't know. I mean, haven't there always been people that wore dark clothes and put makeup on?
3: Um, not to the extent that there is now. Okay, that's true. It's going to change, but there've always been kind of spooky people, right? There's always been people on the fringe, but I don't think no, I don't think It there wasn't were, as popular as I don't think there were people wearing trench coats with uh, bla- wearing black eye- eyeliner in the 50s. Um, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there were were beat poets and, and wearing striped shirts and berets, yeah. but no, I don't think that. <laughs> All right,
0: 800-259-9231. You can comment on language or whatever's on your mind. We go to Daytona Beach, Florida for now where police officers are swabbing the mouths of persons of interest during traffic stops. With special DNA kits in the hunt for an elusive serial killer, say the sources close to local6.com, investigators say they believe the same man has killed four women execution style mm. in the Daytona Beach area. A profiler said the serial killer is likely clean-cut and probably has a wife or gir- uh, girlfriend and the police chief says detectives have the killer's DNA. Agents are using the DNA kits to collect as much DNA as possible during traffic stops and special operations in hopes of making a match. Now, I don't know what the police's real motivation is here. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say this is just an excuse to collect people's DNA.
3: It It sounds like a kind of limb that you'd go out
0: on. It might be, but that is the result, isn't it? I mean, they're stopping people for speeding. They're stopping people for having a light out. They're stopping people, and they're, they're, they claim that you can refuse this. Okay, They claim you can refuse it. But I doubt they give you the option. It's probably presented to you as many optional police things are presented. I'm going to have
3: to ask you to open your mouth now so I can swab you right. for DNA.
0: We've got a killer on the loose. So I'm going to have to ask that you uh, allow us to swab your mouth. Okay, officer, whatever you say, and then they've got your DNA on file.
3: Right, and I, it seems to me that uh, the killer would be, you know, disincentivized to allow <laughs> to them let to it actu- happen. Actually, uh, swab his mouth. Right. So, you know, they're gonna they have your information from your driver's license. They have your DNA to match with that. Um, it, it, <laughs> it, it, they're just cataloging It seems like they, they certainly Yeah, that's what they're doing with that's this information what they're, do- they're cataloging citizens Because
0: they couldn't possibly They couldn't possibly run the test right there while you wait I mean, the tests aren't that good yet so they're not going to swab your mouth, say, hold on, Mr. Edgington. They're going to go back to the car, bring out their little uh, remote DNA kit. Swap they don't have it anything in, like that. Swap it in there, check it, check it against the database to see if you're actually the killer. So if they come across the killer, and if the killer allows them to swab his mouth, then they're going to have to let him go cuz they won't know right then that he was the killer so then they'll say oh we had him today what car was he driving of course by that time he could have changed his vehicle and as you say uh, it seems pretty darn obvious that if you're the killer and the cops ask you to swab uh, swab your mouth you're going to refuse it and, and certainly now the cops told, have now they've of told that.
3: him that they're doing that and likely he's gotten some kind of legal uh, you know, advice in some way or another, gone on the internet, whatever, and found out, oh, in fact, they can't just swab my mouth if oh. I've been pulled over for... And, and now they're incentivized, by the way, to pull people over so that they can swab their mouths. you understand? That's what they're doing, yeah. No, no, no. They're pulling people over so they can swab their mouths. Not, uh, it, what they're presenting this as is during traffic stops, we are swabbing mouths. Right. So when we catch a speeder, when we catch someone with their light, lights out, when we catch someone you know, changing lanes too often or whatever. Now they're incentivized to catch someone more often, to find out more reasons to pull people over, to make reasons up. one eight hundred
0: two five nine ninety two thirty one. That story is pretty darn disturbing, but let's combine it with another story uh, about the cops and what they're up to. This one from a different area of the country. But these things can be happening together someday. The news story is going to have to do with an invasion That's what they're calling it, an invasion into drug areas. They'll be stopping everybody. More on the way. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Bring up whatever you want. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, the features we give away. Uh, By the way, those features include the archive. So if you missed a moment of the show, just go and get them for free right there on the front page of the website. Click and download FreeTalkLive.com. And now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use the code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. So in Daytona Beach, Florida, the police are now swabbing people's mouths with the excuse that they're just trying to keep you safe. We're just out here looking for a serial killer. I mean, you do you do want us to catch this serial killer, don't you? Well, let us swab your mouth there, son. That's what they're doing. They are uh, and I'm sure they're uh, they're being very very persuasive when it comes to getting people to give permission for this because it is something that you can
3: turn down. Well, they're probably getting a lot of people to say yes. So sure. therefore, the people that say no really, you know, perk up their antenna. That's what I was wondering, Mark, is
0: how will they treat you if you are pulled over for some traffic offense? Because that's what they're doing. They're just popping people for traffic offenses and uh, demanding or requesting that they give up a DNA sample. If you say no to that, is that
3: going to give them reasonable suspicion to bring out a drug dog? I don't think it's going to give them reasonable suspicion, but that doesn't seem to stop cops, you know, in America, from doing what what it is they want to do.
0: Well, right, because if you and I can sit here and think, okay, if they're claiming they're looking for a serial killer, and I, you know, fully believe that there is a serial killer on the loose, right, and they well, would I like mean, to catch him,
3: there's dead bodies to uh, but, back that up,
0: you know. But if that's what they claim, the reason for this is, then they must be aware of the possibility that someone could say something to the effect of, "Is that an order, officer, or are you just requesting that?" In which case, when you ask the police questions like that, it's their Their job, supposedly, to give you an answer. And so they would have to be honest and tell you, well, you you can refuse it. And then if the individual does refuse it, they must be aware that someone could possibly say no to them. What is their plan for dealing with that individual? How do they plan on handling that? Because they must realize that if someone says no, there's a darn good chance that somebody might just be the killer they're looking for.
3: Right. At the very least, they're going to go on a list somewhere.
0: So it's a disturbing story. Uh, of course, would love to hear and your that thoughts. that list isn't
3: going to be good Americans that know the Constitution.
0: And, and this is disturbing also because uh, it's, again, getting Americans used to the idea that police should be out there collecting your DNA. That this is A-OK. As long as they've got an excuse, oh, it's all right. They're looking for a killer. Well, they're never taking your DNA off the file. Well, no. that's OK. I'm not a bad person. Well, that's okay. I don't have anything to hide, so who cares if the DNA? And Just
3: because they found DNA at the uh, the crime scene, I don't know what the uh, what, what the circumstances are. Just because they found DNA at the crime scene does not mean they in fact have the DNA of the killer. They have some DNA.
0: They're claiming they have his uh, DNA because he's killed four people. And so they might have found the same DNA at each each crime scene. Still circumstantial. It is circumstantial. You're right. Uh, but it's nonetheless um, the most disturbing part Sounds about likely, this. Sounds
3: likely, but circumstantial.
0: Is that people are probably in droves allowing the police to go ahead and do this. And really, if you're going to let the cops take a swab from your mouth, why don't you just let them search your house when they want to, you know, just, stop. oh, come on by anytime and search my house, search my car, do whatever you
3: want. Go ahead, turn my uh, We've life inside out. we talked to people on out. the air. They don't have any problem no, with the don't. idea of cops just doing house-to-house searches. And, and that's disgusting.
0: In fact, uh, this uh, police state mentality continues. This story from 11alive.com. Uh, this one is uh, officials in Clayton County. Not sure where that is, but it's somewhere. In America. This could be your county. The point of these stories is not to say, well, you're so lucky because you don't live here. No, the point is, this could be coming to where you live next. Because these bureaucrats, they borrow ideas from one another. Officials in Clayton County have intensified their efforts in the, like war, Georgia. in the war on drugs. Sheriff Victor Hill announced he's planning an invasion into drug-infested communities. The ACLU said the question of whether or not the so-called invasion is legal is a troubling one for them. Deputies have identified five known drug houses that they want to investigate. Thursday night, deputies set up a roadblock and checked each car coming into or out of the street in
3: question for drugs. There you go. They're just setting up Random checkpoint. It's not even random. They're 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 targeting, they're targeting areas, yep. and they're setting up checkpoints.
0: Everyone that and
3: comes you see, through. It doesn't affect the respectables. They never um you know they, they this never, isn't a gated community. They're no, checking. this is this is poor people, and they don't have a voice. And you know it's it's just gonna go so
0: what and they don't fight the cases when they actually do get they caught afford for something to. they don't think they can uh, they can take them on uh, by themselves they're afraid they're frightened to death they're charged with a whole bunch of things they're given a plea bargain they take the deal uh so that's what they're trying to do is just round up uh more uh, more of these victims The operation's been dubbed Operation Jericho. Mobile police checkpoints have been set up outside suspected drug houses in the neighborhood. Clayton County Sheriff Victor Hill said the plans to occupy the suspected drug territories with deputies, one house, one location at a time. Hill said the deputies will be stationed outside the drug house every day until either it moves out or it shuts down before moving on to the next location. He said the conventional method of warrants...
3: If it's a drug house, why can't they get a warrant and go in there? He says the
0: conventional method of warrants and arrests just aren't working, and that military-like occupation of deputies is necessary.
3: There's that word again. Why aren't warrants working? If it's in fact a drug house, and there are drugs there and and uh, you know if what they're they saying have is true inve- well they'd have to do real investigation they'd have to do detective work they'd
0: probably have to send in another undercover and why bother doing all that when you can just set up as he's as he's terming it here a military style checkpoint
3: yeah you know um and and more and more police work has gone by the wayside in in favor of you know just basically armed strength
0: well and it's wholesale um suspecting everybody that's in one particular area if you're in the area, all of a sudden, you're a suspect in a drug sting.
3: Yeah, well, you're certainly getting stopped.
0: Hill said the conventional method isn't working, but the move comes, uh, doesn't come without controversy. Director of the ACLU says Hill has no legal grounds, and the occupation and intimidation are not warranted as a result of lack of evidence to make an arrest. The ACLU rep said you can get a warrant. You don't need to have a military occupation if there are drug sales going but on But he in says they're not working. And you have the probable cause to believe it, a judge will issue you a warrant, and you will go in and arrest the sellers and the buyers, and they'll be gone. Which, of course, that might be true, but then they'll somebody else will just open up shop a few doors down, because that's how it works. Uh, it says the war on drugs in Clayton County, as in most jurisdictions, I liken it to the Vietnam War, said Hill. Hit and miss. There's no clear win. We don't know if we're gaining ground or not. What we want to do is we want to change our strategy. What we I want to, to, to do make is this stop more,
3: fighting wars we can't win. We want to make this
0: more like a Normandy invasion. <laughs> this is the sheriff.
3: This is crazy. Well, the sheriff uh, really fails to understand economics because he's never going to win the war on drugs. He doesn't. Do you think he thinks he can win? You really believe he thinks he can win? He's certainly talking like a guy who well, believes he can win. Well, that's cuz
0: he's getting interviewed. Of course he has to talk that way. You and I, we've met former DEA agents. We knew Barry Co- we met Barry Cooper not too long ago. We've met other guys that have been involved in the uh enforcing the war on drugs. And I've never met one of them that hasn't told me that at some point at some, not, not necessarily up front, like in the very beginning, they were a true believer. You know, they well, believed the what they been told. In the very beginning,
3: they wanted a job, they wanted the gung-ho, they wanted the the fun. And then they started realizing, wow, these are real people with real families. And I haven't hurt anyone. And, and we're putting them in jail. We're ruining their lives. We're ruining the lives of their families. It's a war on the American people. Well, yes, you and I, we both
0: understand that. But when these people started, they might have been true believers in the war on drugs. Certainly Barry Cooper uh, from Never Get Busted was one of those people. And then, as you say, they realize that what they're doing is wrong. They realize that what they're doing is harming others. And the ones that have a conscience will quit. The ones that have a conscience will stop enforcing those bad laws. The rest of them, people like this sheriff, who, it's a he's a sheriff. He's been enforcing this war on drugs his whole career. So of course he knows that what he's doing is not going to do anything to stop drugs. He has to have ulterior ulterior motives. And in my opinion those ulterior motives are to shut down the unapproved dealers. Now okay, this isn't the case with all the sheriffs in America, but I know for a fact it's the case with some of them. For a fact And so basically what you've got going on here is these drug dealers are doing business without the approval of the sheriff. And so he's going to do whatever's, in his words, necessary to crack down on those folks. He knows drugs aren't going to go away even if he arrests all of the people on the streets. He knows that's the truth. So there's some other reason for this. It's to just round people up, throw them into jail cells, feed the system... Extract cash from these uh, poor people. More on the way. It's free talk live. You can take control of the airwaves. Hey, there goes our music bit. Not sure it what happened. It seems happening. like every time you pull to the pump, again. Not only is post. it frustrating,
6: it's costing you more money than ever before. Be well,
0: the... So there they go. <laughs> 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is in here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And you can also uh, you can help the show out if you shop with us at store.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live t-shirts, hats, we've got hoodies. We've got so many great products, and they're good quality stuff. But we didn't scrimp. We didn't chintz out on the quality of the product. So head over there and take a look and place your order, store.freetalklive.com. Talking about some pretty disturbing stories uh, that are happening in Florida and Georgia, respectively. In Florida, they are swabbing people's mouths at traffic stops with a DNA test. Then they're going to keep your information on file in the case that they might need it sometime in the future. They allegedly are trying to match up your DNA with that of a wanted serial killer.
3: I'm sure they're not sending the information to the FBI or the FDLE. No, they'd never do that. Where they keep it on file forever and ever. Uh, And
0: then the other story is in Georgia where the sheriff in uh, one of the counties, Clayton County, is going to be setting up what he calls necessary roadblocks. They are drug, they're suspicionless checkpoints, uh, where, I guess suspicionless might be the wrong word, everyone's under suspicion. If you live in one given area on a particular street where the sheriff believes there's a known drug house...
3: That they can't somehow handle with uh, warrants and um, sending cops in. Right, he says that's not working anymore, so they
0: need to set up this this military-style checkpoint... Uh, system and what's most amazing about this, Mark, is the people are cheering it on. I'm reading the comments they on the story. They always are. There are a hundred, not you know, not always, and many times with the with a story like this where it's just this war on drugs insanity. A lot of the comments are usually anti-war on drugs, but in this case, many of these are uh, are very, very positive. People saying things like, uh, this is great. It's nice to see people taking a proactive stance against drug dealers. With Clayton County Police Department, w- wish they would actually do something. Last time I looked, road checks were perfectly legal, according to the Georgia Supreme Court. Do you have any good suggestions on how to get rid of these drug dealers? Look, and then there's more people here that are saying road checks are legal. I wouldn't mind if I was in this neighborhood. It'd be fine by me. Everything's see, fine. This is
3: where they fail to understand is that there are so many laws out there and they have such a bureaucratic system. You don't know if your license has even been suspended sometimes. We, we see stories of it all the time where people don't have any idea their license has been suspended over some nonsense or because it's a mistake and that kind of thing. They get carted off to jail. Do you think the cops are going to try to figure out right there that uh, somehow the DMVs made a mistake about suspending your license? It happens. It it happens all the time. Nope. They're going to cart you off to jail. Then... Then will you have a problem with these uh, little checkpoints? Well, that's what it usually takes for people.
0: Is to, uh, uh, to feel the run-
3: brunt. Yeah, they have to have a run-in with the government. They, have to, they realize it's inefficient and all that other stuff, but let's use force against force. We're talking about drugs here, for God's sake. But by the time
0: the respectables have that run-in with the government, it might be too late. Mm-hmm. So that's why we pay attention to these things. That's why we watch what's going on here, and we're Many of outraged them by them. Grew
3: old, um, you know, in a t- grew up and grew old in a time when we didn't have this police state to the level that we do now. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. Whatever it takes, get them out of here. Referring right. to the because drug dealers. It's it's not uh,
0: because it's not us and it's not my neighborhood. In fact, he says, glad to see something's being done, and I'm glad I haven't seen any roadblocks in my area. That's a good sign. I think he's suggesting that because the cops haven't set up roadblocks, means there are no drug dealers in his area, and I'm sorry.
3: It's it's a class issue. It's a class issue. Absolutely. Let's go, you know, it's the them poor people in their crappy neighborhood, 1-800. The rich people can afford to do drugs in their own home, and they they don't need the, some drug house or whatever this term. And I don't even know what a drug house is.
0: One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Uh, let's see here. It's it's just it's comment after comment. I mean, obviously there are some people that are on our side, but uh, the general. I would say demeanor of most of these commenters is that this is great. Uh, Finally, a sheriff that's doing what it takes to crack down on these evil, evil drug dealers. Drugs are the scourge of society. Uh, So thank goodness we have this brave sheriff out there uh, setting up these roadblocks and putting us all under suspicion. And that is one of the problems here is that with a roadblock like this, with the sheriff stopping every single car, then everyone is a suspect. And that's not how it's supposed to be. That's not a free country, yeah. you should not be living under suspicion, constant suspicion of being uh, you know having to prove yourself innocent to these sheriff patrol members. It's just out of it's just nutso what's going on here. And that this is why it's so important for people like us, people that believe in liberty, to get together in the same place so we don't stand for this anymore. We won't put up with this crap anymore.
3: You know, and, and there, people are so willing to throw away other people's freedoms. I, I used to uh, take shortcuts through what would be, would be considered the bad section of town in uh, Sarasota when I'd drive mm-hmm. around. I'd put 25,000 miles a year on my car as an outside sales rep for a radio station, and you know it would have been it would have really ruined my day if i'd gotten pulled over i mean what's a, what's a guy in a, in a white uh dress shirt with a tie you know in a relatively nice car doing in this neighborhood he must be here Looking buying drugs. drugs well no in fact i was trying to get to my next appointment so i can you know continue to pay for this nice car and these ties and all that other stuff right but now you're subject to interrogation mark but not just interrogation what if they think that i'm you know what if they're really sure you know they run the little little check or whatever they decide yes in fact this guy is using drugs so they tear my car apart mm-hmm. i'm there for an hour hour and a half there goes my your appointment, appointment my appointment with the car dealer is blown i have to explain to the guy that i got uh, you know i got searched well, why are you getting searched you must be a bad person mm. so you know it ruins my it ruins my business with this guy I never get a, I never get a radio buy out of him there's thousands of dollars in the marketplace that have been ruined somebody's day um has been uh, screwed up what if my boss said look you've screwed up enough or you know this is really important to the company you've got to get this auto dealer on and you've got to do it this time yikes then i get fired over it this can happen Phoenix, uh, one of the commenters, says, screw the
0: ACLU. It's time to stand up to drug dealers. It's unfortunate the ACLU thinks real police work infringes on civil rights. Of course, when the ACLU get mugged, the first they call is 911. Go figure. (laughs) Real police work, huh? That's real police work, is standing in the middle of the road, flagging down every single car that comes by. That's like military
3: work is what it's like.
0: That's like uh, Nazi Germany work is what it's like. That's like uh, a, a really scary police state. And, you know, Mark, these people are going to get the government they deserve, aren't they?
3: Well, unfortunately, so are we.
0: No, we aren't. Because we've moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. This crap isn't going on here. And if it starts, then they're going to find some very interesting opposition to what they're doing. It's not just going to be the ACLU. If If the cops in New Hampshire start trying crap like this...
3: There's been ugly New Hampshire police state stories. What about the uh, the cops that uh, went after that guy for filming uh, filming them at his own damn house? Well, that
0: was a bad story, and certainly people uh, went you know got behind him as much as they could, but we only found out about that after the fact. Uh, They they weren't setting up just constant roadblock situations. The, uh, like they 're talking about doing in Clayton county, so I 'm saying if the police are going to take it to the next level here, then the activists will have to take it to the next level as well, which could mean sending out activists with video cameras uh, could mean uh, who knows what different things the activists will come up with in order to counter a police state, uh, police state activity like this. but one thing's for sure you 're not going to see any of that activism in Clayton county and you 're not going to see any of that activism in uh, in Daytona Beach that much is true where these things are happening because the best activists the best liberty activists in the country, are going to be siphoned off. First of all, they would never have done it anyway. If this were happening back down in Sarasota, I would have had a tough time finding people to go out and do some sort of counter-activism with uh, in regards to the situation. Up here, it's no problem. Up here with all the Free State Project members here in New Hampshire, these liberty lovers that have moved here to get active, specifically in many cases for this purpose, to oppose the police state, It wouldn't be a problem finding people that were willing to come out and and do some level of activism to respond. So things are going to change, but it's not going to be – I don't think it's going to be in the right direction for these poor people in the South. I feel, I feel sorry for those who are going to be caught up in this mess, for those who are going to have, as you said, expired registrations, who are going to have burnout lights and you know, that are going to get caught up in this bureaucratic nightmare police state that is being built around us.
3: Well, it, it will likely uh, bring some people along the, uh, the little route to the Free State Project. So it it likely well...
0: will, because uh, eventually these guys are going to cross your line. If you've got a line in the sand, you're going to find out where it is soon enough. You may not know where that line is, but as the police continue to do. Things like this, as we continue to see more checkpoints. Uh, so now it's not just what citizen are, what citizenship are you? That's what we're getting down on the southern border. Now it's you are in a drug area, a suspected drug area. We're going to search you. We're going you to question you. Yeah, what are you doing out here? Oh, yeah, where'd you come from? Where are you going? What's your plan? What's you don't mind if, You don't mind if we follow you, do you? I mean, they could go as far with this as they want to go. And you should be very, very concerned as a liberty-loving America, uh, American. Now, if you're somebody that loves the state, if you're somebody that loves authoritarianism, then this is good good news for you. More control. Hooray for that. Hour 3 is coming up. You can take control. On the way, uh, Mark, you got an email addressed to me about Linux and uh, more as well. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind as we launch in hour number three. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website as well, freetalklive.com. Uh, there you'll find that we give everything away for free. So enjoy those stuff uh, that stuff on us for free at freetalklive.com. On the way here, uh, if we get a chance, we'll tell you a story about a DCF agency spokesperson and the charges they're facing, Department of Children and Families. What charges would the spokesman for the Department of Children and Families be facing? Child abuse. Keep that in mind. We'll get to that. Uh, but first, Mark, an email that I guess is uh, somewhat critical of something I said the uh, on the air the uh, the other night. Yep.
3: Um, the uh, emailer who I'm going to uh, not mention. Well, I guess I can I can mention uh, a last name or uh, first name here. This is from Carrie. Okay. I'm a little perplexed that you guys essentially advertised on your Tuesday, February 5th show that Linux was not an OS that was worth trying. Even Ian even went so far as to say it's not quite ready for prime time. Ian doesn't like it, so apparently it's worthless, I guess. Ian I was-
0: didn't say it was worthless. I said Linux has the, uh, the vast majority of the business market, and I didn't say you shouldn't try it. If you are somewhat technologically uh, competent, then you should give it a try. I'm just telling you that the times I've tried it, it has been very difficult
3: to use. Ian describes himself as pretty tech savvy, yet Linux isn't easy enough for him to use. I really have to no, question. No, it's not. I really have to question his savviness, and I'm sure a lot of Linux users out there would chuckle at his uninformed, silly statements regarding the readiness of Linux for anything.
0: Well, maybe it's gotten a lot better in the last couple of years or last three years or so. Uh, that's possible. Uh, the no, last three
3: years is a long time in computer world. Well, the last
0: time I used it, I had been told, oh, it's so easy now. The last time I, I actually installed it on a system, I'd been told, oh, yeah, it's point and click. Oh, it's so easy and I installed it, and I spent, like, four hours trying to get the Internet to work. I did finally manage to get that hurdle jumped. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the next hurdle I was trying to uh, accomplish was to change the screen resolution so I could see more on my my, my monitor. Mm-hmm. And I could not successfully accomplish it. It required... Uh, downloading some drivers, which I was successfully able to download because I did have the internet working, but I wasn't able to configure them correctly because you had to use a number of command line uh, string entry. You had to go Mm -hmm. like, you
3: remember DOS, Mark? Yeah, you had to Type stuff in and essentially right. program, as far as I can tell.
0: Right, that's what you had to do in order to change the to get the drivers working, so you could change the screen resolution. Nothing was intuitive. It was not point and click, and it was not easy. And people are telling me, oh well, now it's better. You should try it now. Okay, well maybe I will one of these days when but you I have
3: feel burned from the last time right. that somebody said that.
0: Maybe I will one of these days when I have a you know six hours free to f around with a new operating system. And yes, I ha- I do understand that there is a new version of Linux. I think it's Ubuntu, where you can put it on a CD, pop the CD in the drive, and you don't have to actually install the software. So maybe I'll give that a try one of these days when I feel like just screwing around for no particular reason whatsoever. Because, you know, the fact is I know Windows. I don't have to, there's no learning curve with what I'm doing on Windows, uh, whereas there there is going to be a learning curve uh, with Linux. And besides, why would I want to bother? I can't do my uh, show with the Linux software that's out there. I don't, I wouldn't even Know where to start looking for the software that I would need to replace much of the software I use for behind the scenes production work here. Uh, Some of it's out there. Some of it exists on in Linux format, but but not all of it.
3: A program needs to have the a certain. It has to be for Windows. Correct. I can't just take a Mac. Uh, program and run
0: it on windows and i can't take a windows program and run it on linux now they do have emulators
3: for linux to where i could probably why would you do that why would you you install linux and then emulate um, microsoft
0: right and if i want to play games which i don't really do anymore i don't have much time for that but there's hardly anything available for linux so the fact is the software is not there why on earth would i want to run the
3: operating system you guys are doing yourselves and your thousands of listeners Hundreds of thousands, maybe, of listeners. (laughs) A very significant service by speaking about Linux in a dismissive way that you did on the show. Mark, you guys are usually usually level-headed and open-minded and stay fairly unbiased on issues like this. Well, I'm not unbiased because I have a tech guy, and that tech guy is on the other microphone over here, and whatever he says is how it's done as far as I'm concerned because I don't think about computers. If it's broken, I hand it to Ian. Fix it. Right, Linux is like the operating system for the computer
0: hobbyist. Uh, Linux, uh, and again, I, I'm i totally speaking from my experience of installing it twice in the last seven years. I installed it once, probably around the year 2000, uh, and then I installed it again, I don't know, somewhere around 2004, or 2005, or something like that. And it, I was not impressed. It was not simple. Uh, it, You know, it looks pretty. When you first install it and you look at the graphical user interface, yeah, they've made it look nice. They're they're doing some really neat things. I like the idea of open source. It's not like I'm anti-Linux. I just stand by what I said before and that is it's not ready for prime time. It's not something where you can hand us, you know, hand an install CD to grandma and have her go and put the, you know, this new system on her computer and and have her be satisfied with her with her computing experience.
3: Until it's ready for that, I will continue to say it's not ready for prime time. But I was... For computer geeks, fine. I was really annoyed and frankly shocked that you turned potentially thousands of people away from the idea of using Linux with that short, ill-informed conversation. Today, there are distros of um, Linux distributions. Uh, okay, uh, distributions of Linux out there to suit any computing ability from novice all the way up to Ian's expert tech-savvy level. Linux provides.
2: Powerful I'm not an
0: expert necessarily. I can just. Do a few more things than the average person. I can put a computer together from scratch, for instance. Not many people can do that.
3: Linux provides powerful, highly stable, no-cost alternatives to the ridiculously priced commercial products. OpenOffice and GIMP, Photoshop replacement, K3b. Um,
0: yeah, I tried running OpenOffice. Uh, you know, on um, on Windows, they have OpenOffice, which is this open-source. Software where you can, uh, you know, make files. Power—that's not, not PowerPoint, but the uh, essentially word, the, uh, yeah, word, word, sort of like files. They're not actually word because word is a Microsoft. Is it a product. doc? Does it, does it make doc
3: doc files? No, it does not. So I can't open my old Word documents. They on
0: claim it? that you can. Okay. They claim you can, and I tried it, and it's not perfect. Again, it's not ready for prime time.
3: They well, took, that was three years ago. So maybe no, no. I used Open
0: Office within the last two years. Uh, and they claimed at that time, oh, this is great, you should get it, it's free, you can open up your doc files. Yeah, you can open them, but it doesn't render them correctly. It doesn't It doesn't look, it, it will be your file, but it won't look the way it looked when you saved it in Microsoft Word.
3: So they've got uh, CD, uh, DVD recording, um, Rhythmbox and Amtrak, which are iTunes replacements, uh, Digicam and F-Spot, which are digital um, camera software, Blender and CinePoint, which are... 3D, sure, video sure. editing. By the way, the, these are industry standard apps. CinePoint is widely used in the motion picture, picture industry. Right. And, and by the way, um, when you're talking about some things, I don't know, CinePaint, I've never used. Uh, but sometimes a program can be too big, too unwieldy, too powerful for the average person to use. Uh, Blender is renowned as being the most sophisticated 3D software available. It even provides, um, you know, uh, I'm just going to, she goes on and, uh talks about several of these great uh, programs. Linux has the potential to provide a visual experience that Windows users, even with expensive software and add-ons or in Vista, don't even have access to. Linux users I've have seen
0: it. some of it. I've seen some of it demoed, and it's very pretty, it's very flashy, very slick. There's no doubt there are some great applications available for Linux. No doubt about it. I just had trouble changing the screen resolution, I said, screw this. I'm going back to Windows, where it's, you know, right-click, go to properties, and change the resolution. It's that easy. Mm. It's not like that with, with Linux, or at least it wasn't a few years ago.
3: What's so maddening to me about the way you guys dismissed Linux in such a callous way and uninformed manner was that Linux is actually the OS embodiment of everything you guys talk about day in and day out. My move from Microsoft Windows to Linux has nothing to do with the silly monopoly argument. It had to do with the fact that Microsoft is so entangled and broiled in all the corporate and legal and governmental brouhaha that they've lost sight of the whole point, innovation and progress. They are so concerned with keeping others from excelling or stepping on their toes that their product is suffering, the global, and the global disappointment in Vista is the culmination of that.
0: Great. You know, it sounds like she's a true believer when it comes to Linux, and that's fine. Uh, I'm not a true believer when it comes to Microsoft. It's just what I've been using for the past several years. I know the system very well, and I have no incentive to change. There's no reason for me. I mean, I don't have an incentive to go to Vista. XP's doing just fine for me. doesn't crash that often. <laughs> and I got the applications I need to do the job that I'm doing. It works. I'm satisfied.
3: I've got more problems with Firefox crashing than anything.
0: 1-800-259-9231. I like Firefox, too, but it, it leaks memory all the time. What can you do? The stuff's free. More on the way. Bring up whatever you want. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you like toll-free. 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And those features include the bulletin board system with over 300,000 posts, serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all discussed online, and it's totally free. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com to get interactive That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Movies, lingerie, and marital aids. AdamEve.com has a special offer for you. Go to AdamEve.com slash talk and get 50% off of one item. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. That's 50% off AdamEve.com slash talk. Uh, We continue here. Uh, The geeks are calling in. It's Rob in Georgia on the Ampline. Hey, Rob.
4: Hey, how's it going?
0: Hey, what's on your mind?
4: Well, talking about uh, Linux, which is, I guess, right up my alley. That's what I do. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, and uh, I think that um, a lot of times people don't really understand, you know, you use the right tool for the job. And I think that a lot of times when, when people who are big-time proponents of one particular tool or another, they want to always use their tool. And, mm-hmm. and you know, a sports car is not the appropriate car for every path. That's true. And neither is a sedan. So I look, at that, that, I look at operating systems in much the same way. I actually began my IT career, I guess you could say, running on some old DEC equipment, uh, a system called DMS. And from there, I actually went to a Macintosh. I was actually working, doing administration, supporting people on Macs. And then I went to Windows, and then I ended up being on Unix. That's where I am now, Linux and uh, various other types of Unix. And all of these things have their own pros and cons. I look at Linux really as being a very good operating system for people who are on the edges of the normal curve. Now, you have this big middle where Windows and, to some degree, Mac as well kind of, kind of occupy that realm. Mm-hmm. But for people who have very simple computer needs and they have never used a computer, for example, um, like if I was setting up something for my grandmother, I would very easily set her up a very simple little Linux um, workstation where she has real big icons that let her click and do certain very specific tasks. Mm-hmm. That's the sort of thing that she'd be looking to do. Now, when you get into someone who wants a bit more complexity, then you probably don't want to put them on Linux because they don't have enough, uh, enough uh, of an acumen for, uh, for com- configuring computers to... Figure out how to install new software and configure it uh, with any sort of, you know, with any sort of ease.
0: Right now, I noticed that you said you would set up the computer for your grandma. That's because exactly. Linux hasn't gotten to the point where grandma could set it up herself.
4: Well, to be perfectly honest, I don't think my grandmother could install Windows.
0: No, absolutely not. You're right. Uh, so.
4: So, yeah, so I don't think that that still is a many knot, computers
3: come with the Windows already installed. So your grandma yes. could turn on the machine and perhaps start. I don't know. I mean, I, I certainly turned on my um, new computer and just went w- went with it and it had Windows on it. And, you know, life's good.
4: Sure. And and, and they got some Dells now that have Ubuntu on them, and, or Ubuntu, however you like to pronounce it. And uh, it works very well. If you look at one of the, like, the Acer EPC, which is a very small um Subcompact laptop, I mean, it's, it's got like a 7-inch screen. It's a very simple Internet device, but it's a very easy sort of system to use. It runs Linux. Um, so for that very simple sort of system, same thing with the one laptop per child um, project. It runs a type of Linux. When, when you start dealing with those sort of very simple systems, those things work very well with Linux because you can, you can, you can customize the Linux distribution for that specific machine and for a specific set of tasks. Now, when you get into the very computer-savvy user, then, yeah, Linux is fine, too. You understand what's going on. You figure out you can work your way around and know how to get out and make things work. Um, it's, it's for that person who is, who is very task-driven and they gradually expand on tasks that I think that Linux is really not well-suited for because as you expand upon tasks, you have to increase your knowledge a bit more than you would with Windows. It's not a matter of sometimes... Just installing a program, Sometimes right? Right.
0: You have to pull out a manual and uh, or go through a tutorial to learn how to. As you're saying, like I said, it was taking me hours and hours just to figure out how to change screen resolution.
4: That's gotten a lot better. Now I, I hope think if so. you were to install Ubuntu now. You wouldn't see those sorts of issues. You know,
0: maybe what I'll do is, because it's not fair for me to talk about it and having, you know, the last experience I had being, uh, you know, three years ago or four years ago. uh, So maybe what I'll do here is Julia is expected to leave town for a few days next week. Uh, since I'll have a little bit more time on my hands at that point, uh, perhaps I will go ahead and give it a try. And you better see. not
3: sacrifice any phone calls you're supposed to make to radio uh, PDS yeah, it'll be, uh, during the day. It'll be some other time. But, uh,
0: now, but you
4: know, you you can call me if you got any problem. Maybe uh, I'll go
3: into geek mode and
0: uh, and have the time to do something like that. See, that's no interest to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
4: like you know, it's it, like I say, it's all a matter of interest. I do find that a lot of that that Linux is progressing at a much faster rate. than than Windows, and I think that part of the things that that email was touching on are some of the reasons why. Uh, You know, basically, when uh, Windows has been really getting more interested in, I guess, kind of locking down what they have um, in more recent times rather than expanding what they do, Mm -hmm. except on the server side. Windows actually has gotten a lot better on the server side because it's a different type of market, but when it comes to on the desktop, I think they've really been kind of spinning their wheels. Uh, but uh, so Linux is a lot more exciting well, Good, I hope that, they get passed
0: is. up I hope the innovation happens And I hope it gets easier to use And I, I wish Linux the best of luck I, I hope that they really can get out there and compete I'd love to see Microsoft uh, unseated and, and dethroned And have a more competitive marketplace for operating systems I think that'd be fantastic I'm certainly no acolyte when it comes to uh, Microsoft I have no allegiance to them It's just that, uh, you know, that's who I've been using for the last several years And it's what I know
4: yeah i mean when you got when you got something where where it works the same way as it did before is important then i mean that's that, that you have you have you already have an investment in things working a particular way and that sort of situation you the you know the cost of migration you always have to take into account and and that's something where a lot of times people who are really uh big proponents of Linux kind of fail to take into account that you know there's a cost involved in someone migrating and not everyone wants to actually think about computers and making them work. Some people just want to accomplish a task.
0: Right. Even if I fell in love with Linux, it would be an incredibly uh, large undertaking for me to uh, to install Linux on all of my machines that I have here. You know, I've got a server running right now recording the show uh, that's that's running Windows. Uh, and you know i've got the, the computer i'm using i also have my laptop as well you know to to go in there and get everything running to at the the functional state that it is today under linux with whatever new software i'd have to acquire and configure i mean that's a week long process at the very least i mean cuz that's presuming i knew what i was doing
4: yes so yeah i mean but uh, so I, I think that sometimes you know i think that that the the, the letter was a bit cross purpose in uh you know but you know but when you especially when you say something and and it's not really completely accurate now you know you're going to open yourself up to attack and uh you know so linux has gotten a lot easier for just anyone to install i'd say that it's actually easier to install than windows
2: Oh,
0: that's good. I'll definitely, I will, I, s- I swear, I will give it a try. And it's not like I didn't say that. You know, I made it clear that, okay, well, the last time I used it, it was like this. And so she's picking on me, and that's fine, because it gave us an opportunity to talk about this. Rob, thanks for the call. doing the expertise. Sure. 800-259-9231. Uh, that's... You know, people like Rob, we pay him for his expertise uh, when it comes to Linux. Our server runs Linux because that's the best thing for running servers. And uh, that means I can't really do much with it, so got to pay the experts. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything.
3: This is your show. It's free talk live. We have a big new advertiser for Valentine's Day. Please, before you buy flowers or candy this year, consider Pajamagram.com. The pajamas or lingerie come in a beautiful hat box with a lavender sachet, a gift card, and a do not disturb sign. She'll love it for years. Pajamagram.com. And please tell them you heard about it at Free Talk Live. Talk Live. You can bring up
0: anything. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go. All the features there we give away. In fact, the Shrine of Female listeners is a main attraction. Uh, The ladies, uh, dozens of them who've taken the time to send us their validated photo, uh, we put them up on our website on the Shrine of Female Listeners. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com and you'll see them all, including our newest Shriner, Shauna, uh, who is, uh, well, without clothes, I believe. Though you can't see any of the, the naughty bits. Uh, head over to to see it anyway, because uh, she took her time to send us a picture, and we really appreciate that. And so, our lady listeners that want to get involved in the Shrine, there's no, uh, re, you know, there's no real requirements beyond that you have to prove you listen to the show. So our ladies have managed to get very creative when it comes to proving that they listen to Free Talk Live. See what I mean by going to shrine.freetalklive.com.
3: You can lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet. Check out this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to ftldiscount.com, read some real testimonials, find out how to order. That's
10: ftldiscount.com.
0: Let's go to the phones and talk to Tony in Nevada. Tony, you're on Free Talk Live with the Mark.
10: Yeah, how you guys doing? Great. First of all, what's on your I'm mind? Sorry, I enjoy the show. Great, great. What's on your mind, Tony? Uh, I wanted to get some clarification on your position on the income tax. Okay, abolish it completely. Abolish it completely. But but you, I heard you speak critically the other day of the tax protesters. What What do you and mean? You, well, yeah, you, mean. well, you said you didn't agree with their argument.
0: Oh yeah, the show me the law thing. That right. one.
10: And you yeah. said something like. Yeah, my um, point.
0: My point there is that uh, I don't care what the law says. I don't care if the right. law says that you citizen must pay taxes. I don't care how clear it is. I don't care what it says. We all know it's not clear. Uh, but I, you know, I don't care if it is clear. It doesn't create an obligation upon me. People writing something down in a room somewhere in Washington, D.C., on a piece of paper and signing their names to it, if I wasn't a party to that, if I wasn't a signatory, then it's non-binding. It's, uh, it's nonsense. And so to suggest that uh, the government should just show you the law, and if they can just show you the law, then you'll pay? Well, no, I'm not going to pay, because I don't have an obligation to pay, because I never entered into agreement to pay. Does that make sense?
10: It makes sense, but if I may respond to it. Please, Certainly. Doesn't, wouldn't that also apply to the Constitution? You weren't a signer to that. You're darn right it would. Exactly right. Okay. Now now yeah.
3: you found the difference between he and I. I, I, I consider that the uh, Constitution, you know, it, it, it's, it's a good place to go. Um, Ian says it's just a piece of paper. I'm not obligated.
0: I'm not obligated. It's not a document that is was written to control me in the okay. first place. The Constitution was a document that was written to uh, set rules for government. Uh, those people that wrote the Constitution thought they could bind the government down with the chains of the Constitution, and they did give it their best shot. But what we've seen is that either the Constitution has authorized all of the terrible things the government is doing today, or it has been powerless to prevent it, in the words of Lysander Spooner. So the Constitution itself is obviously not respected by the people in uh, in government. They are not following the rules that were set out for them. And again, the Constitution isn't rules for me to live by, so that no one would ever suggest that I be bound by the Constitution. That would be ludicrous. It's the uh, rules for the government, not me.
10: I see. Make sense? Uh, it's It's a bit much for me. I'm not as, uh, what part's as,
0: confusing? I know it was a lot of information. Well,
10: you, you spit a lot, at, a lot out at me, so I'll have <laughs> to, I guess, do my own research. Well, but, no, uh,
0: I, mean, it's, it's, I mean, you do agree, though, that the Constitution is a set of rules for the government, not the people.
10: Yes, sir. Yes, I would okay. have to agree with that.
0: So, therefore, I never would have been a, a signatory to it because I don't want to be a part of... Uh, of the constitution i don't want to be or rather i don't want to be a part of the government so my name doesn't isn't required to appear on the constitution uh and so really i don't know it's not really an issue of consent to the constitution but uh I, i i don't know have i lost you at this point
10: no, I got you. But I mean, in other words, you would, you would, you would have no constitution. You would have no government at all. I, I would have would no have.
0: government at all. Yes, I would have voluntary interactions amongst individuals in the free marketplace, and I have no use for a gang of people that is offering their services at the point of a weapon, calling themselves the government. That's all the sure. government is. It's people using force on others. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I find that you. despicable. I got you. Very good. Thanks for the call, dude. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. It's time for humanity to to move into its next phase. It's not time for a revolution. We were talking about this recently at one of the meetings here in, uh, in Keene with the Free State Project members and the other liberty activists here in the area. Uh, we're talking about how it's not so much what we want as a revolution, because that's, you know, the, uh, the entomology there is uh, to re- revolve, right? To go back to what you were doing before or to change what you're doing, but keep, keep going with a government structure. It's time that humanity takes the next step forward in its, uh, in its path toward freedom and reject the state entirely, reject coercive interaction, and take the next step into the uh, the light of voluntary interaction. And that's what I advocate for here on this show, is that people start behaving like adults. Instead of threatening people like a school uh, schoolyard bully would, it's time we start respecting the decisions of other individuals to live their lives how they want to live it, as long as they aren't harming others. I think we got a long way for that we certainly do uh 1-800-259-9231 we go to steven in massachusetts you're on free talk live Stephen. hello hey Stephen. got to get off the uh, speaker phone or closer to your receiver one or the other
1: oh okay i'm on a cheap computer headset so okay it definitely sounds now?
0: cheap what's on your mind
6: uh i'd like to talk about cop watching
0: okay please i don't
6: know if you know anything about that
0: we do as a matter uh, of fact
3: i think it's a wonderful idea
0: yeah. Is there a movement of it in New Hampshire?
3: There's been talking been... about it and trying to get it done. I mean, I, both the both both of us have uh, gotten cameras out and uh, you know watched cops uh, during uh, stops and that kind yes, of stuff. Yes, I but, have done that. But you know, it, there's there's not a lot of people in the area that uh, can do it. Certainly, we can't do it at night when uh, you know the cops are busiest. So right, uh, yeah, there are there has been discussion. There's been talk.
0: I think we're going to see that happen maybe sometime this year. Uh, it was looking like the cable access channel was going to go off the air, but now it looks like they're going to be sticking around. So there there are classes that people can take to go and learn how to use the equipment and get out there and, and hit the streets. People have been talking about it, but I have to agree with Mark. The uh, the main issue is that there just aren't enough activists. Uh, we you know literally we're talking about less than less than ten activists in the area, and most of them are busy trying to get the bills paid at this point. So we really need an influx of. People, uh, which is one of the reasons why um, I'm promoting freekeen.com, is and somebody
3: uh, who's passionate about Copwatch.
0: Yeah, we need somebody to come here and uh, really get into that. Somebody who has the time, the money, the resources uh, to really dedicate themselves to something like that. But uh, certainly, as soon as it gets started, I think you'll find no. Sh- you know, there certainly will be a, a number of people that'll be interested in assisting with that uh, with that operation. It really just needs someone to take the lead on it. I think. All right. Thank you. Thanks for the call. 800 259 9231. Now, look, just because if you're interested in Cop Watch or you're interested in drug reform or you're interested in gun freedom or whatever it is that your issue is, just because there's not activity going on on that issue right now in New Hampshire, and by the way, gun reform there is. There was a number of gun activists, uh, pro gun activists that showed up at the State House this week to testify against. A gun restriction. Uh, they were going to try to pass, I guess, a, a restriction on whether or not people could carry weapons in the state house itself. Mm. And it, uh, Whenever a gun restriction comes up in New Hampshire, they, the activists turn out of the woodwork for that. Uh, so there there are some really great activists up here doing amazing things. If you're concerned that there aren't enough doing exactly what you want to do that shouldn't dissuade you from coming up here, we're looking for people that are willing to be self-starters, that are willing to start an organization from scratch, that are willing to I mean, yes, yeah, certainly there are, there are Number of things you can plug into, but if if you aren't seeing exactly what you want being done, start it. Get out there and do it. Uh, I would love to uh, to get involved in Cop Watch on a you know on a part time basis, but I don't have the resources and availability to do it full time. I don't have uh, and when I say full time, I don't mean forty hours a week, but to be the the initiator of Cop Watch to uh, to be the contact. For Copwatch.
3: You, you see where I'm coming from? Oh, yeah. That, uh, there, there really does need to be somebody in charge of it, and that will get it all rolling. Because there's people out there that are willing to do it. Um, they're willing to take direction on it. That's just, you know, it's probably not their biggest, highest concern.
0: Right. You might find somebody that's willing to go out on Saturday nights, or somebody that's willing to work Fridays, or you, you might be able to schedule people, but someone needs to be there to, uh, to organize that, at least with that type of activism. And we're going to see more of that as, as time rolls on here in New Hampshire with all these great activists coming here as part of the free State project 800-259-9231 because beyond all of the wonderful organizations that have been created for you to plug into and there are a whole bunch of them uh there's a lot that's still yet to be started there's a lot that still is waiting for someone to come along and say yeah that's what i want to do i want to do cop watch let's get it started 800-259-9231 this is free talk live This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything, even in these remaining moments. I don't think we'll have enough time for your call, so call us tonight at 800, or tomorrow night rather, 800-259-9231, because the calls are loaded up on the lines right now. Uh, We'll get to them here in moments. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website freetalklive.com we give away the features so enjoy those if you like the show want to help us out then shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com and if you enter amazon through that link freetalklive will get a percentage of your purchase so just start your shopping there and uh, get whatever you need for life great deals great super uh, free si- super saver shipping on a whole bunch of items i'm getting ready to order some uh, some gourmet, uh, gourmet food from the mex grocer myself i'm running low on my favorite salsa right now and uh, Amazon gone through all that that you had. Yeah, I had some huge thirty-four ounce bottles of uh, Valentina brand salsa. Mm-hmm. And actually, it turns out that the twelve ounce ones so are cheaper. They call it salsa because it's really just hot sauce. Salsa picante, I believe, is what is what it's called. It's yeah. extra hot the version that I get, and uh, it's it's lovely. And Amazon's got it, so I'm ordering it through there, amazon.freetalklive.com. And since it's, uh, you know, you're going to have to pay shipping at least with some of their dealers, I figured I'd throw in some Mexican sodas, too, because they actually make that stuff with real sugar. And if I want to give that a try, see how it tastes. Anyway, uh, they've got all kinds of great gourmet foods there, as well as electronics and a bunch of other stuff. Let's go to the phone calls and talk to Adam in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live, Adam.
6: Hey, guys, how you doing? What's on your mind? Oh, actually I bought something from Com recently. Super. Yeah, uh, bought one of those jet torch lighters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really cool. And and but uh speaking of lighters, I'm really fired up tonight, man. <laughs> I I was watching my news the, the news earlier and the Westboro Baptist Church. You oh, play boy. with them? Yeah. yeah, Fred Phelps. Yeah, Fred Phelps, that little punk and his wife. Um You mean his sister? Coming, <laughs> whatever they are. I think they're
3: cousins, too. <laughs>
6: Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. But uh, they're coming doing? to Baltimore to protest another funeral.
0: And of what? Of who?
6: Okay, uh, I don't know if this was national news, but um, a 15-year-old by the name of Nick Browning, he allegedly murdered his entire family. Oh, good um, Lord. Four members of his family, his father, mother, and his two younger brothers, he, he, he shot them when they were sleeping. Wow. Okay, uh, And the reason the Westboro Church is protesting him is because his father is a lawyer for Baltimore County, uh-huh. and they were sued last year, uh, and they, lo- they lost a lawsuit for $10.9 million. So they're basically saying the wrath of God has come down on the lawyers in Baltimore, and we're going to be here to talk about it or whatever.
0: So wait, who was sued? the 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 church. The church was yeah, sued. The, by Baltimore? Okay.
6: Yeah. The, the church was sued by a man named um Albert Snyder. His son was a marine in the Iraqi war. Mm-hmm. He he was killed. He he was straight. But um, as, as you probably know, the Westboro Baptist Church has this whole God hates fags thing. Yeah, yeah they, that's what they're known for. They um, really,
3: and, and they seem to have connected to everything. Um, you know, that car accident ha- happened out there because God hate, hates fags. You right. know, and it doesn't seem to have any rhyme or reason as to what so, they
0: So now they're coming to Baltimore to to protest at the funeral of the lawyer because
3: they're glad he's dead?
6: Yeah, actually, the lawyer, as far as I know, doesn't even have a connection to the case. He's just a lawyer for Baltimore. But
3: um, God's punishing Baltimore because they've been su- because <laughs> uh, the Westboro Baptist Church has been sued.
6: I have no idea, but hey, you know. That, I would that, think that, God would be a logic. little more
3: discriminating in how He punishes. You know, if He was going to do it, you'd think He'd really do it so that we'd all be able to see. Uh, you know, b- bolt of lightning. Uh, you know, angel, a- the the angel of death coming down with a fiery sword. There's all kinds of ways that none of us would be left with any doubt in our mind that, in fact, God really does hate fags or whatever it is that the um, Westboro Baptist Church believes. What kind of bigoted tripe it is that they're into, but. I, you know, somehow God just leaves us wondering. You know, Really? He works didn't, in mysterious ways, Mark. Didn't Katrina, I thought Katrina, um, you know, wiped out uh, New Orleans because, you know, there was a high-pressure front that came in and met, met with some warm air. No, it was the gays. Yeah, it was the fags, yeah.
6: Hey, guys. Um, I'm going to be going to the protest to protest those guys. So if any of your BBS uh, members or listeners, like tomorrow night or something, have any ideas for me, I'd love to hear them.
3: Oh, cool, cool. Well, uh, yeah, wear we a go. little pink tutu. That ought
0: to make him <laughs> wait. When is this happening? Is tomorrow night? Is when it's happening?
6: This, this is um. This is gonna be Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to 11 in uh, Lutherville, Maryland. So if any locals also, because I know a few people in Maryland listen to your show, okay, want to join me? I'll be there. Um, I'll be videotaping it. I'll tell you guys about oh, cool. it. I put it on YouTube and stuff.
0: Right on. Now, are you uh, posting on the Free Talk Live BBS about this?
6: Uh I will actually.
0: Yeah, you definitely should do that. That way people can get in touch with you directly uh instead of just having to play phone tag or uh, call in and you know throw out an idea over the air, which they're welcome to do, but uh, they would be more efficient that way. Thanks for the call tonight and good All luck right. with that. Let us know how All it right. goes. 800-259-9231 to Justin in Ontario. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello.
9: Hi. How you guys doing? What's familiar? on your mind, Justin? Well, uh first off, uh well, I want to know what your whole take is on the whole new world order thing. And my second part of the question is, uh, what role do you see Canada playing in that?
3: Um, I I think that the term New World Order is is overused. Um, It uh, has a tendency to turn off some. And I don't disagree with uh, some of the things that they say, um, you know, indicates this whole New World Order. But a lot of it um, seems to be... Crackpotty conspiracy stuff.
0: I don't concern myself with it. I uh, I'm concerned with people in search of power and those who claim that there is a new world order. That's who they believe that are involved in it. It's the you know the politicians and the uh, the elites that are in search of power. You're always going to have people in search of power, but I don't think they all necessarily agree with one another on how to go about acquiring it or what to do with it when they get it. I don't think they all are members of the same club, and mm-hmm. I you know I don't care what clubs they hang out in or who they hang with. All I'm concerned with is uh, the government and getting it out of my life. So to me, the New World Order as a concept uh, is completely irrelevant. And Canada, since I've answered the question, the first question, I don't think I really need to go on about Canada.
9: Hmm. So you're definitely uh, pro-New World Order then? How
0: did you get that from what I just said?
9: Hmm. Uh, I just find it a little hard to... Discredit the whole theory when there's things like the Bilderberg Group and of course right. the, it's a club. Grove and, the Bilderberg
0: Grove. Uh, yeah, right. The Bilderberg Group is a club that elites go and they hang out with one another at and I'm sure they plot the destruction of the world or whatever Just they talk about there. Uh, and the, you know, the Bohemian Grove is another club where they go and they you know worship an owl or something like that. I don't care what they do with their free owl, yeah. time. I don't care who they hang with. I don't care about their parties. What I care about is liberty and freedom and advancing the ideas of freedom and liberty in our lifetime. And I right. care about doing the uh, the boots-on-the-ground activism that's going to get that done. And talking about the clubs the elites hang around in isn't advancing those ideas in one iota, sir. So that doesn't mean I'm in favor of people in search of power or in favor of this New World Order concept, I'm against power. I'm against the people that seek it. And I, I work constantly to oppose people like that. So I'm not sure how you even extracted that. Is it it's just a, a pro or con thing for you? You're not even really thinking about it.
9: Hmm. Well, it's just that I've gotten into, uh, I guess you could say, the last uh, four or five months, my third eye has been open, so to speak, just on how, uh, you know, how much... Uh, these governments are just puppets of the the global elitists and just their whole, uh, you know.
3: Well, it, it, you know, now the global elitists are able to control the information, right?
9: Right. That they, they control, control the media all groups. aspects of the media. They right? control all aspects. All
3: aspects. Uh, you know, all kinds of, uh. Where's my me- check? They have all kinds of, uh, right. I'm not getting a check from them. They have all kinds of control over in- information dissemination. Don't you think it's possible that, in fact, um, the, you know, this whole Bilderberger thing is just a scheme by our, our alien overlords that actually control us on this show to, you know, to, to, to get you guys running off in the wrong direction looking for, uh, boogeymen in the Bohemian Grove when, in fact, it's the aliens that are taking over?
9: Right, right. No, I totally agree with you there on the, the whole, uh, you know, they definitely agree they have agents out there uh, putting out disinformation and all that, so I'm definitely for that. Okay. Uh, right. If I can maybe get another quick question. Sure, uh, pop it in. Sure, go for it. Wondering what your whole take in, uh, on uh, the whole reptilian agenda <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, there you go
0: <laughs> Nonsense, sir It's nonsense there are, no,
3: there are no lizard people eating our children Yeah Sorry Thanks for the call tonight Good luck
0: with your research 800-259-9231 <laughs> Those guys love doing their research As though it's going to change something Let's continue here And talk to William in Tennessee on the Amp line. Uh, William, you're on Free Talk Live
11: Hey, we had some tornadoes come through here on Super Tuesday Was it because of the gays? Uh, no, it was the reptilians
0: Oh, <laughs> and, you know uh, what? Those guys are behind everything
11: <laughs> and, uh, that always comes up when I call in for some reason. But uh, uh, thousands of people were disenfranchised and no one saying anything. The polls closed and didn't reopen. They did um, seem to, to
3: close uh, awfully early in some places. They
11: closed at four and, uh, right when the tornadoes were coming through and, because everybody was, you know, under something, you know. Uh, yeah. The smart people weren't, weren't voting
3: at that time. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and,
11: and I understand that. And I fully, and I was um, out uh, distributing Ron Paul literature. Um, and uh, so I went and took cover. And I uh, fully expected to hear some sort of announcement that the poll power. And would open. Yeah. Yes, you didn't make it. You didn't make it. Huh. It gets worse.
0: Uh, does it? I wish we had time for it, but we don't. If you can do it in 10 seconds, uh, go.
11: Yes. Uh, they told us not to clean up uh, until this weekend because President Bush is coming in tomorrow. Hmm.
0: <laughs> Thanks for the call tonight, dude. We Bye. appreciate it. I'm sorry, Kevin, we didn't get to you. We'll uh, see you tomorrow night. If you missed out, call us back. We'll take your calls then. It's been Ian here with you. And Mark. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.